Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are David and Matty to talk about the win over Ross County. We preview Celtic and we ask the question, can we finish third? So, uh, we all seem a bit more positive this week. Uh, 6-1 win over Ross County. Um, good result overall. Well, I was just going to say it's because we didn't have a game at the weekend there, Ross. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. Six one, I know. Uh, who would have seen that one coming? Eh? Change your manager and you suddenly score six goals. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> Me, the thought it. <laughs> only us, only us would have thought that. Um, although we did perform very well. Joking aside, it was front front foot football from Hearts. How? How would you know? You weren't even here. <laughs> I think I think we've actually figured it out, right? We got rid of two key people here. One, Robbie Nielsen, two, Ross McLeod, right? Stay away from Tynecastle, we'll win the lot. I think uh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I want to keep you, you know, keep you grounded, so I'll continue to go back to Tynecastle. Now and again. Like, now mm, and again, great. exactly. Well, if we lose on Sunday, we know who we're blaming. Um, yeah, no, listen, it, it, I think the, the way they started the game, the, the tempo was right for a start, and, and you, you kind of seen the fans react. Fans got right behind them right away. Um, they had a couple of shots at goal, but the listen within ten seconds they got a free kick deep in Ross County's half. Um, yeah, uh, that's absolutely it. You know, Nazi's obviously said that to them right, right in these. You know, they're fair enough to Ross County because I actually thought they had kind of set up to to have a go. The, Malky fancied that I think before the game. Um, he said to himself, "Listen, these have lost five or six games on the trot. Confidence is low. We need wins here." Let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Um, and Hearts told them it's Reds. Um, they caught Hearts on a bad day. Do you know if they'd played Hearts two weeks before that? They might have got a result. Do you think that was what Malky McKay was sort of thinking? Yeah, yeah, he probably was. He, he probably didn't know what kind of Hearts were going to turn up, but it's the nature of the beast. You know, football can change very, very quickly. And I think you've seen the fact that Nazi had freshened the team up a little bit. Um, credit Yoda, I've said a couple of times there, I don't think he's a, he's a footballer. Um Judy's still out, but uh, he can. He certainly got a tremendous amount of pace, and I thought he tried a leg. Should have had a hat trick. I think if he could actually like shoot, um, he probably would have quite comfortably had a hat trick. But um, I can't fault his his overall game. He deserved a goal, and it was gutted he never got one in the end. But um, credit to him. That's that's certainly what we, what we kind of want to see. Um, great having Gino back. Um, I think it just highlights how important a player he has been this season. Um, when he's kind of been at the heart of a lot of stuff and. Uh, you see his kind of his pace in behind, and even the, I mean, even that the the first goal that he scored there. I mean, I actually thought he had maybe just went a little bit too early, but um, you know, VAR thankfully managed to uh, to get the correct decision. But it's a beautiful finish, just to kind of turn it back on his stronger foot there and, and whip it into the top corner. Really, really good goal. Um, but as I said, I think overall freshening the team up a little bit, get getting the the, the best out of the the players that we have. Um, for a game against a Ross County team that was leaking goals, but also was kind of um, pretty inexperienced at the back. I think they had a 16-year-old centre-half playing, and, and that sort of showed a little bit, really. And um, I'm surprised County are down there. I, I thought the first day of the season they looked really good, but maybe that was just more down to to our, our manager's style of play at the time. Um, I think now that um, you could almost see there was the, a weight lifted off the players' shoulders uh, going into the game, and that was getting the best out of them. And that will only be... Um, 
that'll only give them confidence going forward. It's just a shame that the damage has probably been done already um, and the, 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 the season's kind of pitting out a little bit. But look, they've still got a really good chance now to um, to go on and, and maybe achieve something. And, and if they could get a result on Sunday, wow, that would certainly um, lift their spirits again and, and give them a really good opportunity. But... Um, Let's see how they do between now and the end of the season. I still maintain Hearts are the, the third best team in the country, even if they aren't there at the moment. I think had we had the right man in charge throughout the season, we wouldn't have even been talking about this, but there we go. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. It, it certainly is, Gordon. David, um, six goals, most of them full of quality. It's exactly what you want to see. Definitely, and I think it shows that when you start to take risks, you'll get reward for it. And it's something that we've obviously been lacking in the last few weeks. We'd never really played the ball through the lines or it was always quite side to side and fairly pedestrian. But you inject a little bit of pace into your play and you start to try and play that pot, that pass through the back line. You, When you've got players of Hearts' quality, you're, you're going to create chances and you're going to score goals. And we've said even the last few weeks, the, the, the reason that we've been so poor and lacked quality up top because service has been so poor you know Shanklin's been starved of, of, of any kind of good out ball and, and good um, balls into the box that he usually thrives on and lo and behold you start doing that and he scores a hat trick so it's no surprises that when you play that way you're you're going to get goals and I thought Hearts were brilliant and to be honest we had a spell in the second half where we easily could have scored three goals in the space of five minutes I don't quite know how and if Hearts wanted it to be ten that day it genuinely could have been um, so no, it was a really good performance and it's it's what you want to see from a Hearts team at home playing against a team in the bottom half of the table and it's something that we've probably been starved of for, for quite a while. Um, God knows when it actually last was that you've seen a performance where you're actually against a, a team of that size that you're actually excited to watch. Um, <clears throat> would I be lying if I said I fancied minus one before the game for Ross County? No. Um, <laughs> but I think that's uh, that's just due to the pessimism around the club of the last few weeks but it's good to see that that looks to be changing um and yeah obviously it's a, a different kettle of fish come come sunday um but if we, we play the right way and you know once we do get the ball you are looking for those type of passes that give you opportunities to score then you know you never know i think the gordon's right i think probably the way we're gonna have to get third is by beating one of the old firm at least um at this rate um thanks to to, to rangers doing us no favors last week um which is a disgrace, um, but I think we've got to go out there and just you know, no, no, kind of a little bit of a no fear. You have to treat it as a free hit now because at the end of the day, it's one of those games where where it is. You know, we've got to take nine points from the the three non old firm games, and you've got to treat the old firm, especially at home. It's your best chance to to get any points off them, and albeit Celtic have been pretty rampant at every game this season at every venue, but. As we said, football is a strange and, and wonderful game and you never know what can happen. So, fingers crossed. But, yeah, we'll see. A result like that, Matty, will give us confidence going into that game. But looking back on the result, you were thoroughly entertained at Tancastle. Oh, it was great. It was nice It was nice seeing us have um, runners, people moving forward, a bit of pace in the team. It was nice to sort of remind everybody that if you put someone actually in front of Barry Mackay, he's capable of playing a pass. Something our previous manager might have maybe thought to try and do once or twice throughout the season, then we might have been in a slightly better league position. But I mean, in all honesty, like that's not even joking; it's factual. But taking Robbie Nielsen aside, um, it it was a great, great day out. Too late, far too late. Um, unfortunately, we've we've pretty much blown third now. So, and it's all one man's fault. But, but, 
But no, in all honesty, it was. It was a great day. It was nice. Oda looked brilliant. It was nice to have him and Ginelli running beyond Shankland. You got to see Shankland sort of link up plays and inter- interplay, which when you do at the edge of the box, not playing him as a number six is a really good idea. Um, you know, he's, he's good in the ball. He can bring it in, play nice passes into the it's players. It's refreshing to see that, isn't when, it? When he's giving it to yeah. a um, winger or a forward instead of... Um, Guy back and fucking Cammy Devlin inside his own half. Then you you see a difference in the game, and it's it's nice to watch. It's nice to see players in their correct position. Just about forty yards further up the pitch. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's funny that it's a strange old game football. It's almost like if you go forward, you score goals. Get him out! Oh, fucking loser! <laughs> We've got him out. He's already out. Say it um, again, say it again. He's out. And who got him out? We got him out. <laughs> that's, that's music to my ears, Ross. Music to my ears. Oh, no. But in all honesty, nah, it was. it was. It was really refreshing to see. It was nice to be completely vindicated with everything I've ever said about our previous manager. It was nice for this podcast to also be vindicated with everything we said about this manager. I think every guest that's been on here, apart from Jamie and Spencer, who are deluded frauds, has came on and said that this team's got something about them. We've got a lot of good players, and if we actually took the shackles off and tried to attack, then we would score goals and we would win games. And... We did. Did you enjoy the, the quality of the goals as well? I mean, yeah, the quality of the goals were brilliant, but the quality of the all-round play was excellent as well. I mean, touched on it, we could have scored 10. I was getting cowed and beef vibes at one point during that game, and I was thinking, well, maybe we could get 7 or 8, maybe 10 here. And like, It was. It was It was a great, great watch. And I think um, Naismith's done himself proud. Um, I think when he goes back to the B team next season, he can try and sort of instill that into them as well because I don't want him as full-time manager. The, the, the quality goals, I think, was fantastic. I think the the, the blend in the team was, was the right sort of way. And it's interesting, you know, when Easy says, you know, he's not scared to change the team after a 6-1 uh, win, um, which I think will, will be key because you can't, really going to that game against Celtic with, with kind of the same team because they probably will um, pick you apart. But I think the confidence that, that these guys will have taken um, from that game um, will, will, will be hugely important. Um, I just thought it just looked really, really fresh. And I think that's what they needed, you know. They've obviously had a, a good week's training uh, after the disappointment of the derby. There was obviously still a, a major hangover there from the previous regime. Um, I think you've seen players who were were clearly not confident enough in their own ability. As as Naismith said, you know, he'd, they were still doing things that, that they're trying to bum out of them, and and clearly they've done that there. Um, you've seen what you want from a home team, a home Hearts team against a a team in the bottom half. Because again, I'll I'll say it again, you know, it's it's not the Premier League in England. This isn't the Bundesliga, or the Serie A. You know, it's Scottish Premiership, and and Hearts should be blowing teams like Ross County away because. We do have a significantly bigger budget than they do. I know football doesn't work that way, but you know if you're playing teams four times a season like we do, we should be beating them three out of the four times. We're Ross County, the, 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 or we're no, yeah, well, Ross County, of course, were poor, but I think a lot to do was was with the the way Hearts started the game and and the tempo that Hearts set. I mean, Hearts didn't give them really any opportunities. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I think it's probably maybe Xander Clark's easiest game in a Hearts shirt. And, Sadly, he still conceded due to um, his left back just being yeah. disappointed. We lost the penalty. Yeah, yeah, it was a poor goal to concede. I have to say, I think Cochrane's got to do a lot better there. Um, <clears throat> he switches off. Should really deal with uh, Susan in the corner and 
and the little guy just bullies him, to be honest. So that's, I think, a, a part of his game he'll have to improve on. Because going forward, he was good. Scored a really, really good uh, first goal. Really good play. Followed the ball well, and it was a cracking finish in, in the bottom corner. Um, and he's done that a couple of times, um, not even just this season, but last season as well. Um, he scored similar goals like that. So it shows you he's got that quality in there around the box, which um, is difficult to find for, for full backs. Um, you almost get Trent Alexander-Arnold vibes from Cochrane. I, I don't think he can defend. I, I really don't. I'd, you know, especially this season. Yeah, but you know when he goes forward and he scores goals, um, you kind of vindicate him for being in the team. But ultimately, as a fullback, and he's he's got to brush up on that. But he's still young, I guess. So he'll probably learn these types of things. Was he twenty three or something? So um, he's still got a long way to go. But um, look, I think it's a young defence anyway. To be honest. Um, particularly when you take Halkett out of that there's not really kind of any leaders in that back line and then with no Craig Gordon either the good thing is Xander Clark's a good goalie but he's he's no you wouldn't really he say ex- he's he gets exposed by his defence yeah he? yeah absolutely I mean um, I think he, he's not quite the presence that maybe Craig Gordon is uh, or the experience that Craig Gordon's got although he is a very experienced goalkeeper um, and uh, Scottish football types but I think he's not he's not quite what Craig Gordon is maybe to lead a defence uh, a young defence through but um I think that's something they'll address in the summer. Um, Natty Atkinson, I thought, done really well before he went off. Again, that's two games now he's played and he's looked, uh, you know, kind of a lot fresher and a lot sharper. Uh, again, he's probably another one that you could compare, maybe going forward, um, to to maybe what he gives you defensively. Um, but I think when you're playing box standard teams like Ross County, I think the emphasis should be on attacking anyway. Um, I think you're more likely to <coughs> score goals and things like that. I think you can outscore these teams. Um, so, But I think it's when you play better teams like your Celtic Rangers and maybe your Hibs and Aberdeens that, that you've got to watch so you don't get punished for these mistakes. But um, I'm sure he'll come back and learn. But again, in, in midfield as well, I thought you know Peter Haring coming back, I thought he was excellent. I mean, a tremendous player. Um, I think we've really, really missed him this season when he's at his best. Um, clearly, he's just a guy that has been very, very unlucky uh, with injuries in his entire time here at Hearts, unfortunately. Um, sadly, I think we're probably coming towards the end of, uh, end of his time at Hearts, and it's a shame that he you know, he, he, he didn't get a, a Cup Winners medal, because that's what three Cup Finals he's played in, and uh, sadly lost all three of them, and um, I think if anybody deserved a medal, it was actually him, because in all three Cup Finals, he was he, he played really well, and he showed his, his ability and his quality, and um, when he's a, he's a really good player, he's a good age. I'd love to see him get signed up again, but um, mainly for the for the, the depth that it gives you in, in in the squad. I mean, maybe not starting. You maybe want maybe better players coming in um, to play centre midfield. You know, obviously Benny will be back, and, and then we maybe might sign another one. But I think in terms of what he gives you, that cool, calm, collective, um, the way he reads the game, I think he's he's a good player at this level. But um, We'll see what happens in the summer, eh? But it was just good to see him back in the park again. Matt, you were shaking your head there. Yeah, I was just thinking of that sitter he missed against Celtic when the header came in. Ken, the one when Edward dived over his Lamal and we got screwed out of that cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll never forgive him for that header. I mean, he was still our best player in the park that day, though. So, but, yeah, listen, I think... I, I, I'll never forgive Willie Collum, personally, um, and Christoph Berra for uh, <laughs> costing Hearts two cup finals, really, to be honest with you. I mean... And Robbie Nielsen and Craig Levine. Two other losers. Stephen Kingsley and all. Craig White and. Get him out! <laughs> <laughs> Stick him out.
still paint that 2021 still painful to talk about so we'll move on we'll move we'll move on um i'll never go over there just just, just to finish up on the, the the game david what did you make of the, a couple of the refereeing decisions obviously we we got the penalty but the penalty wasn't given at the moment it should have been given i mean that was a clear penalty it's another case of referees bottling decisions and letting var do the work for them um Nobody falls like that in the box when they're trying to chase a, a, a loose ball for, for no reason. Um, and you could see that the county boys put his hand up straight away and his facial expression basically just shows he knows he's made an arse it. Um, and I think everyone on the ground almost couldn't believe that there was a, a lack of appeal from everyone because they were just like, oh, well, that's a penalty. And it's so blatant. Um, it could not be given. Um, the amount of time I think the offside took is becoming a little bit just it's it's becoming quite pathetic um i understand it's tight but that took what maybe three four minutes um and it's something that sh- they should be checking straight away the line should be coming out you've seen it over the the, the the premier league has gotten very quick at it and i understand they've had a little bit they've obviously had more time to to implement it but we were told that this was ready early doors because the, the referees were so good at it and uh i think we don't need to go into how, how poor var's been up here um yeah, Don, Don, Don Robertson as a referee sometimes just makes me laugh a little bit because he looks like a man who knows what he's doing. And then sometimes I see him put his whistle to his mouth and think, I don't think 18,000 people in here thought that was a fucking foul. And there's just one guy who is, and it's him. And he does that wee shrug of the shoulders and goes, well, what do you want me to do? Do your, jo- do your job properly. Idiot. Um, yeah, refereeing-wise, I mean, uh, we could probably talk, into, go, talk a, into a new podcast about how poor the referees are up here. Um, it's probably best we don't. Um, we just focus on the the hearts negatives instead, because um, that's that's all we're good at. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I think it, it's obviously it's six one. You kind of forget about it, and you don't really take much notice of it. But we, we've had it all season where decisions you know go for and against you, obviously. And we all remember the the Celtic four um, three game when Nick Walsh shot out of giving one of the the worst penalty decisions um, possibly ever seen. Um, and you know that was the first game of our, and you, you could argue that. Had that not um, been a VAR game, it's clearly not going to be given. Um, and decisions like that cost teams points. Um, didn't matter anyway because we bottled it. But I think overall, um, yeah, Don Robertson is not a great referee. and None of them are. Um, and I can't wait to see what referee screws us over um, on Sunday when a, a blatant penalty is not given. But what I will say is it's been a while since we had our customary home penalty. Well, I was getting true. very... It's, it's probably a reason nervous, why... Uh, it was probably a reason why Nielsen got sacked because... It was why we won games. It was our customary home penalty, yeah. um, and we hadn't had it for a while. And I, I think that cost him his job, that and his negative style of play. So um, <laughs> this obsession is ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, these I'm, two, I'm going, these I'm going two to say, I'm going to say, uh, actually, they're no, just as obsessed. These two had a, had their pops, and I never got my chance. So okay, well, just leave me be. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have <laughs> your. I'll let you have your. Yeah, let me have my tuppence yeah, worth. Your tuppence worth. <laughs> Celtic on Sunday, Matty, do you do you give us any hope? We have to win this game of football. Yeah. I am not having them win the league <laughs> at our ground. Again. Right? And if anyone associated with our football club allows that to happen, they've got to go. <laughs> we can't slack another manager. Why not? <laughs> it went well the last time we won six one. <laughs> Who do we replace him with then? Who comes in after? Do you bring Eva Olden until the end of the season? Never done well. Got a, got a good draw against Rangers. She did. She she did. Not. Yeah, very good result. Very good result against Rangers. In all honesty, like it's going to be a tough game. Uh, it is going to be a tough game. But 
Oh, we've got to, we've got to just show up and we've got to beat them, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, how long has it been since we beat Selic? Like, serious question, when did we last beat Selic? Uh, star last season. Didn't star last count. season. Didn't count. Well, it did count because nah. I was there. I celebrated. <laughs> nah. Wasn't it a proper game? I um, went limbs. It was a proper game. <laughs> so do I. I was, I was far too drunk in the pub to remember that it happened, to be honest. <laughs> Best tiny limbs ever for me. I, hadn't, I didn't have much room to run about before. It was great. And they, and they Celtic fans. Yum, yum, a yum. See if any Hearts fan oh, yeah. gives a ticket to any of their supporters, they should be banned for life from Tynecastle. I agree. Like, get out. Fuck off. Anyone does that, you're a disgrace to the football club. You're no place at my football club. It is disgraceful, though, how it's happened. Like, almost the last, like, what, te- five or ten games we play them. It just always just seems to be a story about how a Celtic fan was in the Gorgie stand again for the eighth time. It's, it happens with Rangers as well. We had Rangers fans next to Well, it's the same with the old firm, I guess. But it just, yep. it, it just probably hurts more when it's Celtic fans. But I, I just don't understand who these creeps are that allow this to happen. No, but seriously, what self-respecting Hearts fan would give a Celtic fan a ticket or buy them one? And keep it on the hush-hush. One of them at my work asked me, and I told them to fuck off. I was like, I'd rather not go than give you... I mean, I'd rather miss every game for the next year than let you sit near my seat. To be honest, Matty, if Nielsen was in charge next season, you would miss every game. So that's not really much of an achievement, is it? <laughs> oh, before he got sacked, I was, I, I was, I was not going back. Like... Like the game, his last game in charge, I fully lost it, and I was like, I'm not going back until he gets sacked. And then he got sacked, and I didn't get to miss any fucking games, and I had to go and watch his fucking be shit at Easter Road. It was a joke. Oh, it was funny. I got to see it, got to see it section G that day. It was a great laugh. Oh, yeah, when I walked out, when he was like, oh, we're getting beat 2 0, let's bring on a fifth defender. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> Remember, this is not the Robbie Nielsen show. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Moving on. How do we how do we beat Celtic, Dave? How how, how should we set up? Million dollar question, really, isn't it? <clears throat> Only one team's managed it this season. Somehow it was St. Mirren. Um I don't know, Ross. It's such a tough question. You you somehow just have to stifle Celtic getting the ball, letting them have control of the game. Of course, you have to get to a point where Celtic are obviously going to have more possession. They're going to create more chances. You just have to accept that. But you just need to make sure that the chances they create are not the guilt-edged, clear-cut ones that they always seem to get inside five minutes against us and they go 1-0 up. Um, You've got to keep it to 0-0 to half-time. And it's been something that we've struggled with to do all season against the big teams. I mean, 2-0 down against Rangers after 11 minutes, 1-0 down against Celtic after three minutes. These these type of games, you do that, you've already lost for me. You know, Celtic go one up. You're no, you're no coming back for that, as far as I'm concerned. Especially the the mood that they'll probably be in trying to win the league. So, yeah, you just have to kind of stifle them. Um, try and make sure that you you get in their faces. Celtic are so good at passing it about you, but what you don't want to see is Hearts um hunt in ones and twos pressing the ball. We've got to see what we kind of seen last Saturday to a degree. Obviously, not the the all guns blazing that we've probably seen against a, a poor Ross County team. But whenever the ball kind of crosses the halfway line and they start to get the ball out wide, hunting twos and threes. Kind of similar to what that uh, somehow Levine managed to do with that yeah. um, Hearts team to, to, to beat a, a Rogers team, also, albeit I don't think that Rogers team is anywhere near this Celtic team. Um, but yeah, I, I think no matter what the, the way Hearts set up, it's going to be a, a pretty torturous 90 minutes. But I think the way Hearts now can kind of play with a little bit more freedom going forward, that I, I, 
back us to create more chances. I think that's something we didn't see in the Scottish Cup game. Um, anytime Hearts had the ball, it, it just seemed to be that the, the wrong pass was there. There never seemed to be any confidence with anyone who actually had the ball at their feet to, to take on their man. Um, and we've got pace. You know, we need to realise that. We've got to utilise that because Celtic backline can be turned. There's, it's, it's probably the weakest part of Celtic's team is their back four, albeit I don't think it's that weak. But you've got players there who can, who can make mistakes. I mean, you see Kevin Van Veen outpace Greg Taylor and make him you know, do a 360 turn and, and still um, lose all his bearings. So there's weaknesses there. You just need to pick your moments to, to exploit them. Um, and if a guy like Van Veen, who's maybe one of the slowest strikers I've seen in a long time, get past that, get past them, then you know, there's no reason guys like Janelli, Oda, whoever, can't do the same. And when you've got someone like Shanklin up there to hold the ball up um, and, and you know get your forward players involved, you, you're always, I think, for me, going to have a chance to, to, to cause Celtic problems. Um, and I think that's another thing. You just need to have confidence and belief in yourself that you're, you're going to be able to, to put the Celtic team under pressure and make them think. And I think that's the thing. Celtic teams never really, at this season anyway, they've never really been given much of a challenge. I think that's fair to say. Um, so if you get them thinking within the first 10, 15 minutes and you know they start to you know try and play the, the 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 Hollywood pass that's never on because you know you've you, you've you've stifled them a little bit then you know Tyne Castle as well can get on your side and yeah. you never know kind um, of about playing in stages isn't it it is yeah exactly you, you, you've, you've got to take the game also in, in segments haven't you and you know you get through the first 15-20 minutes settle the game down because Celtic are obviously going to come out and try and you know kill the game stone dead early doors that's just how they play um, and I think we also see from, from an Ange team is that after 60 minutes Celtic can gas Albeit they've got enough quality to, to change that, but they can. So I think you just need to. We're not, we're not going to go out there and win four 0 again, and um, that's never going to happen, you know, for a long, long time. But um, you know, if we if we go out, try and nick a goal late on in the game, I think that's. I think for me, that's probably the best way. But you never know. Um, it, it's it, you, you could say all you want about how to, to beat Celtic, but you've got to be lucky. You've got to hope Celtic have an off day. Simple as that. And then you can somehow try and get your game plan around that. But if Celtic are on it, then it's going to be a, a long afternoon. But we'll see. Gordon, do you give us more of a chance in this game than uh, the previous games against Celtic this season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, suddenly you're believing again. Um, I think the Celtic are a good side, top side, absolutely. But I, I think we've got to believe in ourselves and we've got good players. And I think any time we've played Celtic this season... The, the cup game aside, we've been competitive in the game. Um, I just think we've given away stupid goals, really, particularly the game at Tynecastle where we lost 4-3. I think we gave away four avoidable goals. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that won't happen again because it's still technically the same defence, but if they, um, you know, the Celtic maybe have a slight off day, um, well, you, you don't know. I mean, Celtic have got bags of quality, so... You don't really know what team they're they're actually going to play with, but I mean they they will start fast as David says, and they'll try and get a goal and, and silence the crowd. But it's all about how Hearts I think start the game, and um, if we can get the fans believing like they did la uh, last weekend against County and get them on your side um, after a fast start, then who knows? You know, it could be a famous afternoon at Tynecastle, and it would be a much needed um, win to to be honest with you, particularly with Aberdeen at Ibrox and. I think if we were to get out of this weekend at two points, I think it's absolutely back on. Um, even even a point wouldn't be a disaster for Hearts, really. I don't think. I think it would be a point gained on Aberdeen, who go to Parkhead in the last day of the season. Um, I don't think they're 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 getting a victory there. So, um, really good opportunity I think for us now. You know, Celtic will be in a high from winning the the semi final last weekend, but 
let's say we've got good players. And I think now Nasey will will have studied Celtic. I think he'll have definitely watched um, their last few games there, and I think he'll see um, little areas that Hearts can maybe exploit and and do well. But we've got to turn up. Every player's got to play to their maximum, have the game of their lives almost. And Celtic have got to have a bit of an off day. But as I said, Hearts have been competitive. They've just got to cut out the silly mistakes, and you hope that um, the players who who have made maybe some mistakes in these games will have maybe learnt from them. Um, because, like I say, you know, we, we we are a decent side, so there's no reason why we should fear this game. Um, but yeah, it's all about the start. It's got to be important. Um, defensively, Celtic, you know, they're missing a few. I think Carter Vickers is out. I think Johnson's out. Um, so there's two players that that are part of their kind of. Um, Starting eleven, um, that would normally play. Yeah, but then with the nature itself, like, yeah, they've got players can come in. Absolutely, I mean, obviously, you would imagine Ralston will come in, and I don't know who actually are the the Celtic centre halves. I mean, does Starfield normally still play, or will he come in and replace Carter Vickers? Or, um, I'm not sure who who partners Carter Carter Vickers normally, but um, you know, we've seen that he's he's lost at Tynecastle before, so, um. Look, that cup game aside, Hearts have the games have been tight against Angie's Celtic team, so the, there's no reason why that that won't happen again. I just think hopefully we can have that little bit of luck now on our side this time and um, and go into it with no fear. But yeah, it's it's a big game for Hearts. I, I I don't believe it's a free hit. I think we've we've now going into the game actually needing uh, as many res- uh, points as we possibly can because games are running out. So it's definitely not a free hit. Uh, there will be an expectation on Hearts to to go in and and try and win the game. Uh, how realistic that is, we'll soon find out. But um, I think you've got to got to say you've got to put that pressure on these players' shoulders. That listen, they need to go and get a result. They can't just roll over. Their days need to be over. Simple as that. You, you can't just continually keep going up against Celtic and Rangers. Go as a free hit. It's not a fucking free hit, especially at home. Um, and the Hearts fans expect of course pay our money absolutely pay our money and and these are the big games at Tynecastle and I mean you know, I remember growing up and going to these games and you always had that fire in your belly it was always the big game and I, I feel like you know over the last five, six, seven, eight years they've just turned up and we've just rolled over and I think yeah no it's not case even performing it's just fucking rolling over and, and, and letting them do whatever they want, and some of their easiest games that season, when notoriously everybody goes, oh, Tynecastle, you know, it'll be a tough place to go, And but the, some of their easiest games of the season have been at Tynecastle, I mean, Rangers' easiest games this season have been at Tynecastle, this is a team that's going to win fuck all this year, right, and yet they've turned up at Tynecastle and wrapped in seven goals. Seems to be their easiest game for the last few seasons. Uh, well, uh, I mean, it wasn't under Mr Stendhal, who's unfairly sacked, oh, but anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, you know, obviously got got two two really good results there. Um, but since you know the previous manager returned, um, it's it's been easy pickings for them. But um, that's what I mean by the last few seasons. Stendhal was here in twenty twenty. Ah, yes, I suppose. But uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Long time. Felt even longer than it actually was. But uh, yeah, you know, who knows? Let's go into this game and and you know, Hearts might just. Um, might just turn up and surprise us, you know, we maybe one nil or two nil or, or even a draw, as I said, it's all about the performance and, and believing in themselves again because look, it can easily turn very, very quickly. I believe that I know the games are running out here, but you look at the way they've kind of set themselves up. If Rangers can get a grip and fucking do a favour for us, because uh, they owe us one, 
you know, we've gave them enough points, as I just mentioned there. Um, go and get a win over Aberdeen. They'll be hurting, obviously, by their, their last two results. I do expect a reaction from Rangers, um, even though we won nil win. And let's be honest, we Aberdeen are notorious shite bags. They are, right? I'm not believing this is over yet. I think they, they could turn up and surprise us here, by the way, by chucking it. Uh, I know they've won seven in a row or whatever, but they could go and lose five and, in a row. And they've disappointed their manager. Ah, exactly. That that, that could be the wee, the wee turn of the screw here. Uh, let's hope so. So, I mean, they they go and get a bit of uh, defeat at Ibrox, 1-0, whatever. Um, Rangers get over the line, good. And then, you know, if we can get a result Sunday. Um, but even if we don't, you know, it's it's five points. And then they've got two home games against Hibs and St. Mirren. Um, I, I could honestly see them dropping points in one of those games. I could. And I just think Hearts... But Hearts obviously need to go and, and take uh, points off the old firm. And I think we're capable of doing it. Um, we've got to step up now and, and actually do that. Um, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. You know, it's five points, but we've got a good goal difference. If we could go into that final day against Hibs and it's a it's a straight shootout, I would fancy us to beat the wee team, and uh, and I would expect Aberdeen to lose at Parkhead. And you never know; that might just be enough. Um, so let's see what happens. I think if it was two points going into this weekend, I'd be absolutely convinced we're going to win it. Obviously, we're going to have to do it the hard way if we're going to do it. But you know, let's go out there. Let's get third and then watch Inverness win the cup and ruin everything for us <laughs> in good old hearts fashion. <laughs> David, c- can we realistically get third, do you think? I mean, of course we can. Um, it's still possible. Um, it's obviously going to be very difficult, made more difficult just by us being shite the last eight or nine weeks. But it's never over till it's over and you've got to believe that, as Gordon's mentioned, Aberdeen have a bottle job in them. Yes, they've won seven in a row, but you have to expect that run's got to end at some point. I would imagine that that'll end, obviously, when they play Rangers on uh, on the weekend. Um, but yeah, the the thing is, we've always said this, in the la- especially probably the last season and more so this season, is that no matter how good a team is playing, there's always a result around the corner. And anyone in this league can take points off anyone. We've seen that. It's why the league's so tight. Um, and... Would I be surprised if, if a St Mirren or a Hibs were to go up to Pataudry and, and get a result, a draw, a win? No, absolutely not. Um, at the same time, would I be surprised if Rangers bottled it on, on Saturday? No, um, unfortunately. So, it's going to be challenging and we, we've only got ourselves to blame should we not get through. We really do. It's, there's, there's nobody to blame but ourselves. You know, we had a we had an, an, what looked like an unassailable lead in third. Um, especially against Aberdeen. Yeah, I know Livingston were probably the closest with eight points, but I don't think anyone ever realistically considered them as challengers. It was always going to Aberdeen. It was 11 points, and now we're in this position where we're now somehow five behind. And, yep, okay, nobody was expecting Aberdeen to beat Rangers last week, uh, last game week. Um, and you're thinking with two points, all you need to really do is beat Aberdeen at home. You're a point ahead, and if you just win the other two games, you're probably going to be okay. But that's not... What's uh what what what's the case unfortunately and um it'll be disappointing should we not get third because I think everyone had the taste for European football obviously um and back having to go back to the qualifiers where notoriously Scottish clubs don't do well in no matter how good they are um it's never it's never easy um and I don't fancy us to get group stage football through that route purely because of that um the season starts a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, and the quality of teams you're playing are, but they're still quite, good teams. I mean, you've had, you, yeah. you see some of the names that get chucked about in this conference league. Not even the third qualifying round, but should you get to the playoff as well, you're playing teams that are in some of the top leagues in in the in in, in Europe. Um, but you would be a second seed. Ex- exactly. <clears throat> so so you're. I mean, 
Look, I mean, all you have to do is look at Dungeon United playing at Alkmaar and you know being being taught football and lessons. So, if I'm correct, they're they're quite they're in the later stages of that tournament. Oof, could well be, yeah. um, and that wouldn't surprise me. And that just shows you. I mean, that was a third qualifying round as well. So that's a team that you you'd have to come up against or someone of that caliber. So, no, not <clears throat> not easy. Um, excuse me. And yeah, I, I, it's obviously still possible, but the the, the odds are low. Um, I think a lot of things would have to go our way. Um, more confident now than had we had we kept Nielsen in charge, and I don't think that's unfair to say. Um, far from it. Um, so and having three home games helps, but you, as as we've mentioned, having Celtic at home, it's got to be one of those games where you you have to try and aim for three points because you, we need a shock result. It's as simple as that. I don't think nine points is going to be enough. Um, in the grand scheme, Aberdeen do have a bottle job in them, so you never know. But I think overall we we've got to try and aim for. Um, yeah, I think so, and and everyone's looking at St Mirren away, thinking that's going to be a tricky game. And yeah, St Mirren are good away, but at the end of the day, we've got a team that's uh, streets ahead in quality. Um, no, we've got to win against St Mirren. We've actually got to win every game. Of course think. we do. Um, so yeah, I mean Rangers away, you, you pretty much write that off just in general because no one at Ibrox in what eight years, uh, nine years. Um, and we'd be get pretty much pap there every time we go. So I, I know the stats are against you, but I'd probably give us a better chance going to Ibrox and getting a win than <laughs> beating Celtic. You could maybe say that if the season's finished for well, if the season is finished for Rangers essentially, so they might just switch off. You never know. Um, but all, all all it takes is to remember that Rangers played half a B team last season and, and totally wiped the floor with us. So I'm not gonna you know get excited for Ibrox away, um, especially on a Wednesday night. But it happens. It, listen, w- w- you never know. But I think we've made the job so difficult for us now that. It's not going to be a shock should we not get third, and it's going to be bitterly disappointing for everyone involved. Not not least the fans. Um, the club can go on about how it's a financial hit all they want, and you know how much they strive for third, but they spent all this money. But at the end of the day, they've they, they've shat it themselves because of the the, the lack of, um, yeah, well, yeah, lack of investment in the right areas, and and you know lack of decision making to actually do the right thing and and, and get them out. And I, I know we say that all the time, and we have a chuckle about it, but at the end of the day, the writing was on the wall. I mean, even when we were playing well, perform well. Sorry, when we were we were getting good results, performances were really poor. Quite glad and, you changed that there, Dave. Well, they were but, played well. Yeah, sorry, performances weren't great, but results were fine. So you're getting away with it. But all it takes is the result to turn the wrong way, and then you're going, well, what do Hearts actually do? And the fact we 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 allowed it to get to seven defeats in eight is unacceptable, and you know that 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 inevitably is going to be our our own downfall. Um, so yeah, it, it's disappointing overall. But you know, football's a fickle game, so we just have to wait and see. Matty, you've heard these two talk about can we get third? Do you think it's over? Realistically, it's. I mean, I don't want to say yes flat out, but realistically, it is going to be difficult. It's going to take things to go our way. It's going to take us to pull a couple of results, maybe one, maybe two results at the bag you're not really expecting. I include winning at St Mirren away in that because I don't expect us to win any away games given the last 30 years of my life watching Hearts away from home. Um, so, I mean, any win on the road's always difficult for us. We've got to win the, the home games against Hibs and Aberdeen. We've got to try and get something against Celtic or Rangers for me. Um, and then you've got to hope Aberdeen slip up somewhere and they don't win everything they're expected to win. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, you mentioned it there. The the big sort of hope is now that they've given him the full-time job as manager at Aberdeen, the wheels fall off. But I don't see that happening. I think they might 
drop points, but they'll drop points because, as everyone else kind of touched on, anyone in Scottish football can beat anybody. So we need to be nearly perfect. We need to have I hate the we need to have five nearly perfect games or four off the five. We need to play really really well. We need at least three wins, and maybe even a draw against Celtic Rangers isn't going to be enough. So it's it's a, it's a difficult task. It's a shame. I know we all had plans on gallivanting throughout the continent again next year. Do the bank balance a hell of a lot of good, but I'd rather be skint and have fun. So I mean, we can only David said himself. We can only blame ourselves. We can only blame ourselves. We were in such a strong position to now be in a position where we are. You're hoping for a for an unlikely scenario is probably the best you can put, and that's just a bit depressing, really. I don't. I don't think we should. We should um, go into meltdown if we don't get a result of the weekend. I mean, if Aberdeen like win Ibrox, then then it would obviously be over if Hearts don't match a result. But I think um, I th- I think if it gets to the stage where we beat Aberdeen. Um, if we go into the Aberdeen game, it's still at the five points. And we go and beat them, and then you know it's back to two. Uh, like like Ross says, I th- I wouldn't write going off to I- to Ibrox and, and getting three points there. I mean, you got to remember it's a Rangers team that um, their fans are sick of them. Um, there'll be a pretty negative atmosphere at Ibrox, and I think with Nasey in charge, starting a wee bit fresh, I think Hearts will go there with no fear. Um, and you never know, you could see Hearts getting a result there. Um, and then suddenly you're going into that final day of the season um, ahead of them with us playing Hibs and them having to go to Parkhead um, so it, listen it could flip could flip um, yeah I mean I, I I think if if Hearts get to the last day of the season and they've got a chance of finishing third I, I, I would expect us to do it uh, I would I think if it gets to that last day of the season and it's it's still very much possible then I, I would expect it to happen. I could, um, yeah, that would be some last day. It would certainly be a, a, a cup final vibe. Mm. Um, go and go and crush the crush the tiny team for the for across the road, and uh, and Aberdeen to Aberdeen tears at Parkhead on the last day of the season, and then you know we'll toast Stevie Naismith, as Matty says, back to the B team, and then um, <laughs> and then and then. <laughs> Get our, he's got I mean we can he right I mean seriously. get our new manager in who's going to take us to the next level watch Hearts win the double next year and get to the latter stages of the Conference League and then Sorry, less will be unacceptable and he'll have to go absolutely get him out <laughs> in all honesty though Gordon I mean I think there is, there is an argument see if if Naismith does get the result at the weekend or against Rangers and does get him in the third I mean I, I don't want him but is there an argument that you can think about giving him the full-time gig. If he goes and wins five games and he wins them with a bit of style, I mean, you can't know really give him it, can you? Because he's he's took that team to a different level from what uh, the other guy did. And um, He who shall not yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Big and, baldy Voldemort fraud <laughs> that he is. <laughs> no, I, I, I completely... I, I, I think you would have to. I just, I just think you'd have to because... Um, he would then. He, he's there in the building. He's shown that he can get the best out of the squad that they have. Then Joe Savage says, "Right, I've got more players that can I can give you now. We'll have a bigger budget naturally because we'll have third now. Go and see where you can take this team now. And I think with someone like Nasey, he probably would do all right. I think. Um, you you never know. I mean, you don't want it to go down the usual. He starts off really well and then it just goes back to the same old shite. And then we're sitting there this time next year going get him out. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, he could be the young, exciting coach to take us to the next level. You just didn't can. I mean, you don't know. I mean, he's got a good pedigree. He's worked under um, a lot of experienced managers um, who all have different philosophies on the game. He might have took wee bits from here and there. He's he's trained at high level. He's played at high level. He knows the standards required um, to to not only win things in Scotland, but I just think how a footballer should um, conduct themselves. He's um, he's obviously he knows the younger players better than anyone at the club. Um, so if he can go and get a tune out the first team, then it's difficult to see past him. Um, particularly if he does secure third again, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it if the club turned around and says, you know, after getting third, here he is, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we've given him a two-year deal or whatever, and um, and we'll see how he does next season. You know, if he can take Hearts on to new heights in Europe, and then um, because it, let's be honest with you, can he really do any worse than than what we've done this season? I don't think they can anyway. With 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 the type of squad that he's got, and thing is, if Hearts didn't have Europe next season. Um, <clears throat> I would exp- I would say listen you've got to win a trophy then because if if anything less than than winning a trophy is unacceptable now Hearts have got to end this this trophy drought and I think I don't think people minded as much this season because um you felt we, like a trophy. yeah 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 and and I think we we had that you know the the group stage adventure and all that and I don't think um anybody was like even when we went to the league cup people were pissed off but we were like right well Europe. Injuries and all this shit. Aye, right. We've got these, you know, conference league games coming up and stuff. So that kind of sort of got forgotten about. But really, losing to Kilmarnock at home in the League Cup was a fucking disgrace. It really was. Um, so I think now, you know, the the League Cup as well uh, will be back to its usual time slot of a December final. Um, you can very quickly build up that kind of cup fever again, and it could be a big part of your season. Um, so things, you know, for for. Uh, hearts could turn very quickly and that that would have to be the aim I think for the the new manager coming in and if you get that new manager bounce at the start of the season uh, we get a bit lucky maybe uh, you know they'll form get each other or something in the quarters and then um, you know we maybe play them uh, in a one-off game or something Um, you get past them and suddenly you're in the league cup final and and something that I think hearts really need to go and win that's um, one I really want. Aye, aye, like, aye I absolutely. Really want the but it's not even that, Matty. I mean, our record in general, I mean, we've not even been fucking close to winning it. I mean, there's three Scottish Cup finals that we've lost in, in the last five years or whatever, right? Um, fine, we've got to the last stages of the, uh, to, to that tournament. We've been nowhere near the League Cup. Do you think we'd have won it if we'd have kept uh, John McGlynn in charge? No. <laughs> no. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. Nah, a fucking delusion, honestly. It's, uh, it's a... I think I think sometimes some sometimes things are just meant to be, and I don't think we were meant to have two trophies in the cabinet that year. And it was just St. Mirren's year, but um, I think uh, that for me we we have to have our our opportunity to win that trophy. I mean, as I say, I've only ever been to one fucking League Cup final. Uh, some people who are fifty, I think they'll maybe been to two League Cup finals in their entire life. It's just funny how Hibs are still behind us in that that trophy. Like they've only won three. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, we, I I really want to see Hearts win that trophy, and then um, obviously the Scottish is almost like the Holy Grail. We've got to wrestle that back from the evil hands of of the of Hibs, and um, also you know, his fault. Yeah, absolutely. We won't go there, but yeah, um, yeah, we've we've got to get that back maroon and white ribbons, and, and make sure that the last team to win it from Edinburgh was was Hearts. So um, lots to do uh, for the new manager coming in, but 
they're going to have record season ticket sales next season, probably. People say this podcast is delusional. What do you want? Europa League, group stage football, season on season. At least one trophy every year. Close the gap on the old farm and anything less, get out my football club. And you know what? Is that delusional? I don't no, know. That's I think how so. I think this club should be run, to be honest. Of course it should be. That's going to be the standards of the aim for. And it's not unrealistic to say that. I mean, saying let's, we're going to win the fucking treble every year would be unrealistic to say that. You've got to challenge. I'm not saying Hearts will win a trophy every year. Of course they won't. But they've got to be in the mix every year. Getting to semis, getting to... I mean, we've not even made it Hamden this year. So is it Inverness fucking Cali Thistle. I've got a cup final. Falkirk made it Hamden. Kilmarnock made it to Hamden. It's a disgrace <laughs> that we have not been able to go to the national... John's the one a double. Yeah, yeah, exactly. COVID season world was a weird time. But um, just general, these things, though, they... It's got to be better, and I think we're getting there. And and fair play to the board, you know they sacked the loser. Uh, they they've just got to make sure that they get someone in now who can take this club now to the next level. And uh, and and some of these players have got to prove that that they're capable of going to the next level and getting a result on Sunday or against our Rangers and finishing third will actually make people believe that actually you have got a future at this football club. And, and you can help take us to the next level. But if they just roll over and do what they've done under the, the previous manager, then, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be here very long, and, and nor should they be. Predictions, then, head of Celtic. I'll go for... Um, I'll go for... one all. it would be a very good result. it would be a fucking brilliant result. <laughs> uh, Gordon? I don't know, I'm drawing, eh? I'm that. I don't know, I, I didn't think Herzl could beat, eh? I just, I didn't know why. Uh, and watch this, yeah. I probably maybe it's delusion. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it'll be one-one as well. Um, I think the performance will be good. It'll give everybody a lift. And um, if 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 Aberdeen get beat and we're we're an extra point behind them, then that's no bad because I think what it does is it put it does even though it's only one point, it ramples up the pressure on Aberdeen, and then they've got to play Hibs at, at Petardry. Uh, and we know Hips are notorious shite bags, but as I said, so are Aberdeen. And then Hearts go and get a result at St Mirren, and that, that game at Tynecastle, that becomes a big, big one. So, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. I, I think 1-1 as well. Um, Celtic, a few injuries at the back. Uh, hopefully they'll just, they'll, the gas will be blown a little bit on their season. You know, they've had a lot of games and a lot of high-intensity games. And if Hearts can set the tempo, give them a real game, uh, we've got a, a good opportunity to get a point. And look, we're due a little bit of result, uh, a luck against them. So um, let's hope we can get a result. A win would be fabulous. Uh, it absolutely would be. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I think 1-1. One, one and, and we would absolutely take that. Matthew? 3-2 hearts. <laughs> Lawrence Shankland hat-trick, 93rd minute winner. <laughs> Carnage. That's what I'm going for. They, they'll all be sitting, singing about their trophy, and they'll need to wait another seven days. But still, we'll win, and we'll end up in Europe. Glad we ended on positivity. Thank you for joining me this week. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>